consequences be damned for the other people in this home. If I record in the living room, I have less internet problems. So we love that. Yeah. The irony is my house, my room is so close to the living room, but somehow that that door really says, no, thank you. It's a thick door. Hi guys. Welcome back to Escaping Reality, the podcast for three friends. That's right, three. She's back. Three friends talk about reality competition series currently we are covering survivor season 43 and our girl anna is back on the mic this week you'll hear from her in just a few moments but this week we're covering episode seven bull in a china shop before we get into it though just quick cheeky reminder to give us a little follow a little rating a little review on spotify apple Podcasts. it helps people find our pod also if you have a friend who loves survivor or a reality competition in general why don't you share the pod with them. Tell them how much you love it. It just helps us reach more people and let us make more content for you. So just a little shameless plug from your Escape Your Reality fam. All right. Season 43, episode seven of My One True Love Survivor, even though this season is making me feel certain types of ways. Let's start with our one minute thoughts. Stacey, you're up first. Take it away, my girl. Okay. I thought this was a good one. I I mean, I didn't like the the end result because, you know, Dwight was one of my faves from the start. He was one of my top four. So that was disappointing. I didn't love, you know, just some, okay. It was a good episode, but sometimes I'm just like, can we get more explanation for things? Because even last week, the preview for this week, it seemed like Noelle was the one who was going to be in danger because she's calling on the shots. Then we get to this week and that was like a one second conversation. I mean, maybe that's why Dwight was targeted to weaken her, but there's not the like fluidity. There's no string through these episodes, it feels like. So that's one complaint, but I mean, it was exciting. The challenge was, I feel like that was a different challenge than we've seen, even doing the pairs and they had to like pick their pairs, all of that. So, you know, I like that they definitely mixed like added in some new things keeping us on our toes but I just want to get more clarity on why decisions are being made even for the three targeted people to be Ryan uh James and Dwight it doesn't look good so if you could at least explain it (laughs) then you don't just have like Twitter going wild of like really y'all just targeted the black men because there might have been a reason Ryan is you know pretty overconfident but like they're not telling us more about that so that was my main concern but you know I thought it was good the knowledge is power is back (laughs) and doing what it does best which is just being told immediately so that's always fun but yeah I mean I'm definitely like more excited for the episodes to come than I was maybe three weeks ago so I think that's a good sign Anna hi friends I'm back thank you for your patience I am back thank you Aggie and Stacey for holding it down last week Extra thank you for shouting me out, especially being the only person to have all four of my preliminary picks still left this season. He he ha ha. I'm not a competitive person, but this I do feel really good about as far as like my intuitive people picking skills. We'll see how it goes from this point on. But I I have complicated feelings this week and carrying over from last week. We're like, I'm just having some issues with the show itself right now. I think things are feeling really like overexplained yet underexplained. Like you said, Stacey, I feel like they're treating us like we're a really dumb audience in certain parts. And I'll get to it when we talk about the challenge. And it just, I feel like 
everything in this season so far is so serious to the point where like it's feeling melodramatic and fake and like I know it's a reality show like of course it's going to be fake and it's going to be manufactured but they didn't used to be so bad at making it feel natural in my opinion and things this episode just felt really over the top and unnatural even to the point where like I was really really noticing when like certain audio lines just like you could really tell that they were spliced together and the point that they were making was again just feeling really artificial like after Gabler won immunity and he was like I'm out here playing for the veterans and like the way that the line was spliced together just made it sound so unnatural and of course like things are going to be pieced together that way because that's what happens in the editing process. And I'm not faulting the team who make this show for doing stuff like that. It just, something about it was so noticeable to me this episode. I'm really having a hard time coming to terms with like, I don't know, the composition of this season right now because it's it's all a bit much while at the same time not being enough. We'll get into the details of that, but that's where I'm at right now. And uh, I'll pass it to you, Aggie, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, you passed me that torch. I want to be clear. I also have complicated feelings about this season. Stacey, I think my biggest thing was you brought up the fact that it was three Black men. I think we all noticed. And I was like, excuse me, it's giving problematic. And then on top of that, like you said, there was no evidence that Ryan was getting any votes. I was like, I thought it was going to be split between Dwight and James. And some, I thought, it's I know Noel's name came up but I never I watched this episode literally 12 hours ago less than Ryan's name was never brought up I had no idea he was getting votes and I was like I was like I get why given previous edits but to then have only votes on black men with seemingly no purpose or reason is a wild choice both from an editing standpoint but also just like how are they playing this game it just makes you question the lens through which the players thought about it which is like literally not the point so what the fuck anyway I also like I don't know I just feel I have complicated feelings about this season I I feel like I don't like women I feel like I'm rooting for people I would normally hate like I just I don't know and I don't I'm like am I falling victim to the edit are these people actually like maybe genuinely nice humans and that's how the cards are falling like I don't know like I I feel conflicted about the way that I like certain people only stand out there being Jesse I actually like him I have a whole thing to talk about later we'll come up bring up him later but I think yeah I don't know it was just too many things trying to go on at once Jeff was also really out of pocket this episode saying things that I was just like I don't know about that and so I don't know I'm just like I'm on the fence about a lot of things I agree with you, Stacey. I do want to see the next episode. The way that I am more interested now than I was before is important, but I just, I don't know. Something feels off. Something feels icky and they're still not really playing Survivor save for like three people. So I don't know. It's just like, I hate feeling this way about my favorite thing. I think is my biggest frustration. I was like, there used to be nothing in the world that brought me more joy than Survivor. And this is just not it. I don't know. I don't know. Can I add something to that last? Please. I don't know. Okay. I'm starting to think that I enjoy watching Survivor more the way we did it in the pandemic of like watching a whole season and and then even being able to like watch the next one or the one right before. Like I think even though before COVID, obviously we were just watching week by week, but I don't know. I think like my brain, I mean, I do binge a lot of shows these days. So I think my brain just like prefers the whole thing. And even like, and 
I mean, obviously this is what we do for the podcast, but even like analyzing it in such small chunks, I feel like it's just not as fun anymore. <laughs> I don't know. So I was just, I've been thinking about that because clearly this is all I think about. <laughs> so. Okay. JC, this is a good point, but I will counterpoint and say, if we were watching the challenge for the podcast, I would have a lot to say. That's true. The ch- the challenge, the, yeah. <laughs> the, and I don't know if it's this particular season of the challenge. I think there is just more interesting things happening because of the makeup of who they have on the challenge this season. This is not a challenge recap podcast. I'm going to stop talking about it. But realistically, like I have more to say about what's going on there than I do here. I agree with you though. I think binging it was so good. Also like, what is this Helter Skelter arc? Like we're just up down over who do we care about? I, I don't want a like season where you have people who are never like never speak and you never know anything about them. But also should I care about Gabler? Because let me tell you, I don't want to. Okay? I, do, I don't want to. I don't want to care about Gabler. I said what I said. I He's not interesting to me. He annoys the shit out of me. I'm being so mean. But I just like, it wasn't for me. I literally watched last night and I was like, absolutely not. If this is where this is going, absolutely not. Anyway, moving Wait, can on. Can I say one more thing? Yes. Like super quickly, because what you just said about Gabler and like what you said a minute ago, about so many of these people don't know what game they're playing, but it's not being played for laughs. And that I think is the overarching issue is like, we're so freaking annoyed with Gabler and yet he's still getting, like there was a little bit making fun of him when he was doing the like next minute four or whatever, but overwhelmingly like it's being played earnestly as it is for every other person who's not playing the game well. And it's creating a really weird dynamic because if you're gonna have people who don't know what they're doing, play it up. I don't care if 75% of the people cast are playing badly. Make a point of it. Don't try to make us feel sympathetic for them because it's not working. Like, it's really not working. Anna, one, missed you. I just missed our little dynamic where we all can build off each other. It was, it was so nice. Even though I loved my Stacey time, I was like, it's just nice to have all three of us here. I was just thinking that as you were talking. So well said. Okay, let's get into it. Have you guys seen that meme where it's like 45 minutes into the episode? Okay, let's get into it. It's me. This is why I can't host. Anyway, let's get into it. We just come back from Tribal. We last week, Stacey and I were like, is Janine confused or is she faking it? Oh no, she's actually confused. Oh no, (laughs) disappointing. She was really upset. She talks to Noelle of all people and then everyone on the tribe to be like, I think this will be better for me long-term, like plays the whole game of just like, I I get it. Like, I see what you did. Like, I understand she's getting too powerful. I think this is better for me long-term. Really just trying to get her name out of people's mouths. And then the big other thing that happened, and so then I'll open the floor. The big other thing that happened is they thought they were making their tribe flag and they get this really long winded note from Jeff in tree mail that's like, can someone just double check me on this? Again, I was watching at 11.30 PM, so I could have misheard it. It sounded like the tribal immunity idols didn't work anymore based on the words that it said in the note, but I don't think that's accurate. But I w- the way it was worded, I was like, huh? And then I think they did make their tribe flag, but it, the other activity was split yourselves into pairs for an unknown upcoming challenge. And I'm gonna tell you nothing more than that, just split yourselves into pairs. And then we're gonna do a dramatic cut to the, to the immunity challenge, cause editing. So Anna, I saw you nod, so I'm gonna throw it to you first. Did you have the same confusion about the idols as I did? And then we can go back and talk about Janine and the rest of this. But I just, I need to know I'm not insane. Yes, no, um, it was definitely a double take moment because of the way that it was worded. Ultimately, 
I do think they meant like the tribal immunity idols as in like there were two because they were three teams and therefore there were like tribal immunity was therefore two idols. But I think the way that it was worded did make it seem like their immunity idols that they had found at camp were no more. So I I definitely get your confusion on that, just the way that it was worded. Also, the fact that they had to show the fact that they got paint to paint their tribe flag, even though we didn't see that, just so that we then knew where the paint came from when they picked rocks. I had that moment because when they were like, oh, we'll just like pick rocks. I'm like, how are they going to know which rock is which? Like they're just picking up random rocks. It's because they had paint. You know how I know that? Because they showed us the supplies and that's it. We did not see them paint a flag. We did not see them pick a new tribe name. They had one. It was Gaia. Did anyone else notice? Just me. Yeah, the absolute- No, I wrote that down and I was like, that's actually a really cool name. I was like, like Mother Earth? Yeah. How did you decide on that name? I mean, the absolute, like- The way we got a whole edit of America, but not a whole edit of Gaia. We never see anything anymore. We never see anything anymore. Like, it's just like, okay, we're all together now. Bye. They pick a name. They get a flag. They paint a flag. Apparently not. But yeah, I was like, oh, they're showing us that so that we know that they could paint the rocks to therefore pick rocks, which by the way, they should not have been allowed to do. I'm sorry. If the task is pick partners, pick partners. That was so fucking boring. I'm sorry. We just picked rocks last episode to split into teams. You're just going to pick rocks again. It was so lazy and boring. And then they all just ended up with like people from their old tribe basically create some drama like if you're going to be a producer on this show say no you have to pick partners it was so anticlimactic and then one last thing I'll say about Janine is like girl I've said this before I think in previous seasons we throw the word blindsided around so easily like you were not blindsided by this Ellie vote Ellie knew her name was out there that's why she had a fight with Gabler like you were not blindsided no one was blindsided here stop using that word I'm done that's my anger at this opening scene. I agree that they should have been forced to just pick partners. And I also don't get like, is it, would it have been that revealing? Like they have to know who's just like friends, who talks more at the camp by now. Like, I don't think it would have been that weird. I don't know if they were like, I don't know. Like they were just like, well, everyone's going to want to be with Ryan and no one's going to pick Janine. Or Like, I don't know if they just really thought they were going to like hurt someone's feelings but it seemed to me from what we saw I was just like why is this so hard to do <laughs> why? so it and it did kind of ruin the whole point because I liked that they were getting to pick partners I, the whole whatever about the tribal immunity idols I was confused by that I didn't understand the, the tree mail at all <laughs> and then as far as Janine goes man I was really hoping that she was just acting And that she knew, like, she just didn't want to give up her idol, just acting. (laughs) So that was a bit, I mean, I know I said the second time I watched last week's episode, I realized she looked truly stunned. But I still had a sliver of hope that she was just very good at acting. So poor Janine has just been going through it. (laughs) There was some tweet that was like, first the chin, like she had to go through all these weeks of interviews with her chin, (laughs) having like scars on it. And now she's just getting like constantly confused. I still have hope for her though. I still have hope that this is going to make her come back with vengeance. (laughs) I think that's the only way forward. If it doesn't change her she will go home like if it doesn't change the way she's playing this game she's gonna go home yeah I think what a wild edit of the tribe and other things it just it was wild I was like why why did we do it this way anyway my biggest thing was I was just like I think they copped out of partners I think it was dumb I also think we get to the immunity challenge which is where we're going next and they're like we 
drew colored rocks, but we did six and six. And I was like, so then how did you decide who was your match on the other color? Like, that's not what? I was like, that's nothing. What you've just described is nothing. Unless Carla explained it wrong. Carla's explanation was not good. And I went, oh, like, Stacey, we they did the- six and six. And I was like, were they numbered? Well, I, thought, I thought she said, like, we painted, which I thought she said something with two. Like, we painted two rocks up to up to 12 or something. I was like, what does that mean? She, she said they painted rocks, two groups of six. And I was like, bitch, that makes two teams of six. That does not make six teams of two. Here's the thing though, God, this show keeps doing it this season where like, you're telling us too much and yet nothing. Like, just say you drew rocks and leave it at that. Like, we'll figure it out. But the more you say, the less I know somehow. Make it make sense. I wasn't confused until you confused me. It was very bizarre. I was like, I don't get it. Let's go to the immunity challenge. I just need to first save some space for the immunity necklace. It's giving you mustn't go there, Simba. Did anyone else think of that scene immediately? No, just me. All I thought was, it's not an octopus. I was really, I thought it would be an octopus. Missed opportunity. Huh, based on the logo. Yeah, it was giving, don't go to the Badlands, Simba. But I said what I said. That's it. That literal face, that like skull, that's in every part of the Badlands. And the elephant graveyard. Uh-huh. Is that what you get it? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. You must never go there, Simba. I don't have a voice like James Earl Jones. Wish wish I did. Anyway, off we go to the challenge. I'm going to try and read from my notes because I think I did a better job on my notes of explaining this immunity challenge. But overall, and Jeff took at least three minutes to explain it, of our time, meaning that's edited down. Three stages. He's very excited about the stages. You get eliminated, like people get lopped off basically after every stage. In the third stage, you become individuals and you're playing for individual immunity. First one is a net crawl, which is not a net crawl. It's a net like through the mud. Um, I don't know how to describe it. You like roll yourself around in the mud to try and get it to unthing. Sorry, unwind. You dig. Unthing is not a sentence. You dig, pick up your planks, come back to your bat. Force four teams to do that. Move on to the second round. Second round is race to pick up a cargo or race up a cargo net, cross a rope bridge, but you have to do it with the planks that you brought with you. You have to do it with your partner and then you slide down a ramp and you have to, the thing about the planks and the rope bridge is you had to go at the same time, which I think did make it more complicated. And then once you did that, the four individuals had to hold like, I don't even know what to call that. Like you, it's like a crank. Your rope is like wrapped around it. It's holding up 25% of your body weight before you left or before you started. And you just hold it, which we've seen before as an individual immunity challenge many times. Don't quote me on when because none of them stick out as interesting. And to be honest, this one was a lot. I'm going to save my thoughts on it till the end because all I do is talk when I'm the host. So what did we think of the challenge, ladies? Oh, also, Noel has a whole thing. If you want to discuss that, Um, a whole thing is like a little bit reductive, but she doesn't make it through the first round. She takes off her leg at one point to try and help her get like better mobility but her and Sammy are partners she can't get through the net because it truly it's it seemed quite confusing I I don't think I would have been able to get through it either but you had to like unroll yourself basically she had to take her leg off it was a whole thing she felt really really defeated her and Janine were the ones eliminated in the first round oh I guess I didn't say oh god I fucked this up so hard let me tell you what actually happened in the challenge I just told you the challenge see this is the problem anyway so in the first round Noel and Janine weren't able to get it done there's a big moment with Noel which I'll 
we'll save some space for in a minute. So then going on is James and Ryan, Carla and Cassie, Owen and Gabler, Cody and Dwight. Then on the plank part where they're making their bridge, it's a really close finish. But in the end, Cody and Dwight and Owen and Gabler get through. And then those four do the holding the weight. And after what takes far too long, Gabler beats Cody. So let's start with the Noel and Janine of it all. And then we can talk about the actual individual immunity part because I think that's where most of my feelings lie. But let's start with like the challenge in general and maybe the Noel and Janine first stage thoughts. Go. Sorry for talking again, even though I said I would stop. Goodbye. I mean, that net just made me feel so claustrophobic. Like, I think I would have mild anxiety and attack in there um because it's just like you're getting muddy you probably can't see people kept saying their hair was getting stuck I'm just like oh like I know I, like I know I said earlier I liked it just because I don't think we've seen that specific thing but also I don't think I would enjoy it <laughs> and I'm not sure if there if there's any like strategy you just squirm around <laughs> until you can get out so James made it look pretty easy I was kind of surprised but yeah I mean those are my only thoughts and yeah like obviously for Noelle I mean it wasn't working she tried taking the leg off like I just I I don't know if that made it easier or harder I don't know but that's a rough that's a rough challenge or a rough start to the challenge I also liked this challenge in concept I think it was really cool I got a little thrown off by like the not picking your partner and just like choosing rocks and that kind of threw it for me and then again the over explanation, like we got to the challenge and Jeff took a minute to tell us who all the teams were, where I feel like in, in previous seasons where they get partnered up, like they just say like, draw for your partners and then let's get started. And then like, we just see it. We know who these people are. You don't need to like have them stand there and list them. Like we can see who's working together once it gets going. He explains the whole challenge. The first leg happens. And then like, we have the whole emotional part with Noelle and Janine and that discussion which Stacey and I were texting and I was like oh my god I'm crying and then not even 30 seconds later I was like they need to stop this is too much and now I'm pissed off also Jeff's commentary being like Noelle's taking her leg off amazing I was like is it Jeff because you sound like you're belittling her and it's making it weird so maybe stop just let her live her life and do the challenge and you don't need to like point it out like it's some heroic moment like she's doing the damn challenge Leave her alone. Like, she's just going to do it the way she's going to do it. And then we cut to commercial and we come back and Jeff explains the challenge again as if we didn't just hear him and we're not about to watch them do it. Like, what is happening? Who's making these choices? We don't need it. It's such dead space. I'm like, is it really, is there really nothing else going on that you could have filled that minute with? Because like, you just told us and then we're going to watch them do it. Like, it was so frustrating to me because it didn't make sense. Like, why are you putting it together this way? God, I really had a tough time this episode. <laughs> I'm so angry. <laughs> well, no, and you just reminded me when you, about the text you sent me because what made it to me like go too far with the whole Noel thing was Noel and um, Sammy are standing on this other mat uh, separate from everyone else as if like, first off, as if the challenge is done. <laughs> like they, just, I mean, they're just out of round one. It's not over. And as if they like, Like, why are they getting a separate, like, interview time while the rest of the tribe just watches? Like, it just felt very, like, extra. It just felt extra. Because I think I didn't, like, notice it really till the second time I watched. I was like, they're, like, standing on a separate mat as if, like, 
they've either won or lost. I mean, I guess they lost, but they're not the only ones and it's not over. So it just didn't feel like the time for all of that. <laughs> but, you know, they're just doing whatever they want. These editors, Jeff, everyone, they're just doing whatever they want this season. <laughs> so, Stacy, I forgot that they were put on their own map. But as I was watching, I was like, what is this? Like, it was so bizarre. And I think I also, one of our fans have spoken, talks about it a little bit too. So I'll, I'll save it till then. But I think it was emotional because I also, this is now my second or third time where I'm like, I know Noelle would not want special consideration taken for her, but I do think it's interesting that some of these challenges are significantly harder for her because of her physical disability. And I know, I just feel like I know Noelle as a person from how this has been going. And I just know she would not want someone to make concessions for her because she wants to do it and show that like I can. But I was also just like, this is actually insane. And this is the second or third time where I'm like, this challenge doesn't seem appropriate for someone who has the like disability that she has, which is that she doesn't have one of her legs, like full one of her legs. And she is very capable. She is an athlete. I'm just like, I, I agree with you. Anna. the moment where Jeff was like, she's taking her leg off. I was like, I actually think you made it worse in this moment. Like, and then it's just a little bit, I don't know. We made a, a big deal about helping her out of it. And I was like, it was emotional because I felt so bad for her because you could tell how defeated she was, but that wasn't what it became about in the end. It was weird. It was weird. And then we still had so much challenge left. That was stage one. We still had stage two and stage three. I was like, oh my God, it's never going to end. Anyway, I really just need, I need two minutes to rag on Gabler. <laughs> Thank you so much for my time. Make sure Thank you me. announce what each of those two minutes is for before you get into it. Literally that. This was too much. Announcing every minute who you're, who you're doing this for. No. Second. Okay. Here's my biggest problem with it. And I took a picture of it to prove it to you guys. Okay. I have the fucking receipts. Isn't the rule that you can, you always have to have both hands on it. I think when it's a case like this, where it's a, you're holding on. So something doesn't drop. I think you can do whatever you want. If it's a, like, you have to keep your hand on it. I think I, it's different. I actively don't think so. I actually like, think you they have also to have then shouldn't be allowed to like pull so it back up that though they keep their hands on it at one point Gabler is literally swinging his arm like this and just standing there with one hand on it and I didn't see Cody do that once and I'm like I actually think that gives you a huge advantage if you can take your hand off that of course you can hold it like if you can swing your hand or like I actually think he cheated like I actually think Jeff was so involved in who he was saying for every single minute and was like wow this is going to be great television they let him get a he shouldn't have won I actively am very upset about it I was like you should not be taking your hand off during this challenge. That's the whole point. You're burning out your forearms. Like there is no, like, no, no. Like that is the whole- For what thing. it's worth, I was so Cody mad. also had his hand off at some point. I literally went back and watched. I did not see him take his hand off. I, mm -hmm. I thought, I actually thought- I, I saw them take their hands off to rotate. Gabler fully stood there with just one hand on it, talking nonsense for at least five minutes of the challenge. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that is not what this is. So of course she broke a record for how long it went. I'm actually so mad he shouldn't have won immunity regardless. And I would like Jeff to address it, to be perfectly honest. After all that time of you explaining every single minute detail of this fucking challenge, you can't tell me what the actual rules are for the part that actually gets you immunity. Fuck off. And then to literally go through all of that in the challenge, Gabler also 
Maybe I shouldn't say it. Say it. At least to us. Okay. <laughs> I think military service people are so important. I think PTSD is, I'm so grateful they do it because I wouldn't, I can't, can't be in the army. I know my limits. I won't be good at it. Can't do it. So grateful that other people fight for my rights. Right now I don't have any, but like, I appreciate that at one point I had some and that they fought to keep them safe. And I think PTSD is something that gets brushed under the rug a lot in terms of like thinking about veterans and how to like care for people once they come back from war. We say thank you for your service and then give you priority boarding on an airplane and then do nothing else for you. So PTSD, I think is a very important cause. The way I don't care that Gabler supports it or gives a shit about it. The way I don't care. I'm like, shut up, Gabler, be quiet. And then on top of that, He's like those people you meet on 4th of July who are like, America is the greatest place that's ever existed. And I'm like, it's straight up not. And I would like you to reckon with yourself. And that was the energy of the entire thing. And I thought it was lovely, some of the dedications he had and some of them, and I just didn't care for it. And I was like, it feels not genuine. It feels ugly. I don't know. I, I feel like a bad person, but I just like, there was something about it that felt very, very gross. And I don't know. And then right after this, we give this whole interlude where he talks about his work with veterans and PTSD. But I was like, I did, he's a heart valve specialist. Does he work in a VA hospital? Like then I was missing information. I was like, are you doing this only for veterans? Do you work specifically with veterans? Is this just some of your patients at the hospital you have to happen to work at happen to be veterans? Do you live in a military town? Like, why is this your passion? It was just like, it seemed more like coincidence than an actual thing that has affected him. Yeah. I don't know. I'm so sorry. That took me like 12 minutes. I asked for two. I don't know. I have a lot of feelings about this and I was very frustrated. It was disjointed when he was, cause he was talking about like, he's worked with people who have PTSD from being in the military, but then he was, and I think what he was trying to say is, but now I'm learning like PTSD is not only about veterans. Like I have experienced trauma from what I've witnessed as well, but it just, I don't know. It just felt like grabbing from too many things at once. And then what was the other thing you said that I was gonna, oh, and also like, it might not be an official HIPAA violation, but like, should you be sharing like the first and last name of your patients? <laughs> like, I'm, I mean, I assume he didn't break HIPAA. I think I saw some tweet that was like, well, he didn't give like, you have to give two identifying information things for it to be HIPAA. But like, still just like, if this dude is, well, I think he passed away maybe, but like, if his family's watching and they're just like, you're just like sharing his business <laughs> during this challenge. It felt weird to me. It, it felt like he could have just said, this is for veterans I've worked with. This is for whatever. This is for my dog. <laughs> like it just, again, the like the flow, it's like, are you trying to be serious and talk about veterans? Or are you also talking about your dog and like Alaska or whatever state he talked about? That's what I, for me, it was like, and kind of like Anna was saying, is this like a funny thing or is it a serious thing? Stacey, yeah, it I don't suffered, know. It suffered from like tone issues because if he had just said like, this is for, you know, this person that I know and this veteran that I know and ended it there or like, this is for Noelle, she inspires me, like done. But then it started to get silly. Like the more it went on and I was like, okay, well now the editors are playing into it for laughs because him because now he's being like, and this is for my dog and this is for the state of Idaho and blah, blah, blah. And like, you were kind of cutting the people's faces like a little bit of a, like a little bit of an eye roll but then he won and then it carried into his confessional talking about veterans and it was like well well what are we supposed to take away from this are we supposed to be inspired by this and feel for him as like an emotional person or are we supposed to make fun of him 
because you've not created a character who we feel sympathetic for. You've created a guy that we don't like and we think is kind of weird, which is still my takeaway. So the tone was just really, it's like it couldn't figure out what it wanted to be. And if it had, again, if it had played just for earnesty, it would have been different. But we had that little bit where they were like, okay, well now we're getting tired of it. So we're going to play it for laughs. After he won, I was like, I don't know what to do with this now. Like, what do I take away from this person? So random. I think, yeah, I think the disjointedness of the edit was not great. I think realistically, I think it speaks to who Gabler actually is, is how people on the sidelines were laughing because every minute it seemed like he was coming up with a new person to dedicate it to or a state, which got weird. I was just like, why are we dedicating things to them? Like, because every other thing had like a really long explanation and then it was just like a red state. And I was like, uh, with no explanation, did you live there? <laughs> Does that I think one of them was like, I know some people here. Can I, can I just also say, why are we asking at all? Jeff, like what, when did we start doing this where you're like, it's minute 11. Like what's, what's driving you right now? Like winning immunity is driving you. That's one of my vibe checks for this A million dollars is driving you. Like stop, stop it. Stop it. Also, we didn't talk about Cody because it's not important, but his answer was bad. (laughs) Cody. His answer was, I lost a state championship in high school and I still regret it. I was like, that to me feels more true to like what somebody playing Survivor would say. Like, I'm here to prove myself because like I fucked up this challenge in my real life. So now I'm going to show that I can do it. Like, that's a better answer to me than I'm playing for the state of Alaska. I was like, high school is well over, my guy. What are you doing? I was like, get over it. It's been a long time, man. You literally also did he. Didn't Cody used to live in Idaho or did he live in Utah? He lived in one of those Western states and then moved to Hawaii and became one of the guys. And I was just like, is that who we're dedicating this to, Gabler? I have only questions, no answers, and a lot of rage. I just, and then he won immunity. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. Also, like, now Cody just still has to live with that regret. (laughs) (laughs) And now he has to add, and I lost to Gabler. (laughs) because Gabler was cheating and I will die on this hill because Gabler was cheating he straight up just was like one of my arms is tired so I'm gonna take a break and Jeff said well it's better for the edit for the veterans if you win so I'm just gonna ignore it Jeff come find me if that's not in the rules last thing about this and then we have to move on remember how he's like making a big deal of like wow this has never gone longer than 23 minutes of course it hasn't because you know what they weren't allowed to do take their arm off and rest I'm done we're moving on we've already talked about veterans and PTSD I'm not bringing it up again because I can't speak on Gabler anymore let's go to the rest of the challenge we're doing what I call the advantage shuffle because they find this weird bottle first off why is like I don't think anyone else noticed the bottle James is like what's that and I was like James James just be like, guys, I'll fill your water bottles and bring them back. Something. What the fuck? I can't. I can't. Anyway, too many people find a bottle with an advantage and they find out that it's hidden under the shelter. James is like, like three of them were like, I don't want it, which was weird. James was like, I'll get it after after the immunity, after the, the tribal council. And I was like, but why? And then he doesn't do that. So I was like, why is the edit of it? Who cares? He finds it, tells Carla. Everyone else just talks about, well, he might have it. 
And so everyone even is just assuming he has it regardless. And then because this game is a little predictable, they're like, it must be knowledge is power because the past two seasons, the post-merge advantage has been knowledge is power. So then they go, let's play a shell game with all our advantages. So he has no idea who has them. And that went nowhere. We then got to tribal council and he asked for no one's shit. So we had an edit for seven minutes of the whole episode, which by the way, this week was only 45 minutes. We spent 30 of them with Gabler, seven on this to come to not. And then we voted, almost voted Ryan out at tribal council. Where was, where was any information that had anything to do with that? So that all happened. And then Noel wanted James. Like Noel is telling everybody it's James, it's James, it's James. Noel is on the side with Dwight of working with, they wanted to do Vessi and Baca, but Jesse and Cody, who I'm about to talk about Jesse because I have some feelings. Jesse and Cody are like, we want Noel or Dwight. And then they were like, Noel has like a little bit of influence or like there was some reason. I don't remember why they were kind of like, okay, maybe we don't take a direct hit at Noel. Maybe we go for Dwight because that will weaken her and keep her with us, which I actually think was smarter. And then Jesse had so many quotes in this episode where I was like, him and Carla and Cassidy and James, the only four people who know what Survivor is, let them be the final four. At this point, let them be the final four. I regret not picking Jesse in the beginning because I didn't pick him on principle because they picked him because of his story. But now I regret it because he actually knows what this game is and I'm annoyed. But one of the things that I think was super, super important that he did and makes me think he really gets this game is his alliances with Cody, like him and Cody through to the end like I actually think they are a very strong pair and I kind of hope they start to do some damage regardless of how much I don't want a man to win and Jesse wants Noel but Cody's like I think we need to keep her a little bit and Jesse says it's not personally what I want it's a conversation and it gives Cody agency you do not want to take someone's agency in this game in that moment I was like fuck Jesse gets it he gets it he knows what the purpose of this game is and he him and James are the only two people I feel like in a long time and honestly Carla too who realize that the way you approach this game and the way you bring your ideas to the other people playing it is a precarious situation and if you do not treat it that way regardless of whether your idea is good going to actually get you far whatever get them far unless you can prove to them and get them on your side and listen it's not gonna matter and I was just like oh Jesse Jesse yeah I lived anyway I'm gonna turn the floor over to you guys we can talk about advantage shuffle or you can talk about Jesse and Cody if you want wherever your little heart desires to go because then we have to go to tribal council which won't take long but let's hear your thoughts fam I guess I'll go first first and foremost I'll talk about James a little bit and I was listening to the Speaking Llama podcast this week and they were like whenever in the history of Survivor have that many people gone to the water well at the same time like don't you know like when you take someone to the water well like it's to look for something or to share secrets like since when are we going as a group like girls going to the bathroom um sorry girls it's a thing we do and I do understand I I get that nobody really wanted to claim it because at that point like you are just putting a target on your back because everyone else has just seen you find something and then if you say I'm gonna go get it like it's it's just gonna snowball from there and so to that same effect I understand why James shared the fact that he had something because like so many people already knew that it was bound to get out I just wish we had seen a little bit more like introspective commentary from James about why he was doing the things he's doing because so far everything we've heard from him has been very methodical and like made a lot of sense Um, and so I just wish we had seen it from his perspective instead of just like 
he told this person and this person, and then Noel knew, and then she was telling people, and then she was targeting him. Like, because I do believe that what he chose to do made sense in his mind. So I just wish we saw some of that. And then as far as like where the vote went from there, I know in the beginning we talked about like, why was Ryan's name out there? And I do think that because they were targeting James, knowing he had an advantage and that he might be able to like steal an idol from someone that they were going to split the vote. Ryan is the only person from Coco still left. Like if they want to get out a Coco man, like Ryan is that choice. Does it make total sense? No. I'm trying to put the pieces together a bit with that. Yeah, I just wish they'd said something, Anna. I, I yeah. now that you're saying this makes total sense. But explain Does it, it to suck us. Suck that they're all black men. Yes, hundred percent. But it makes sense from a game perspective. Mm-hmm. It's grasping at straws a little bit, but I'm like me as a viewer trying to be like, okay, but why? That's what I come up with. And then Jesse, Jesse's gonna win this game. He's just far and away one of the smartest people playing. Um, And that whole conversation of like, I want it to be Noelle because she's a bigger threat. But if it's going to be someone from Vessi, I'm going to mull it over with Cody. And if he says he thinks it should be Dwight, because Cody's closer to Noelle from what we've seen when they were on their team together with Vessi. And so everything that Jesse explained about his thought process was so spot on. And again, he just, he's one of the few that knows what he's doing. And I'm, I'm here for it. If a man has to win, I hope it's Jesse. And I do appreciate that like he knew that it was the right time to switch sides and work with Carla and um, I hope also James because like like the recognition of, oh, I actually am better off if I switch now and work with these people and the timing of that and the acknowledgement of that I thought was so smart. Happy we heard that from him. Wish we heard a little bit more from James, but it is what it is. Yeah, there's not much more I'd add. I mean, I do agree that the water well seen was just kind of weird that many people being there and I just think like no one else had seen it he could have come back later and gotten I do think Jesse is playing very very smart I just part of me is like was it maybe one week too soon to turn on your own well okay the thing is probably Gabler would have been the one they targeted but then they couldn't so I think that did kind of force other options you know but I'm almost like why not go for another Baca person just this one more week and then maybe see like clearly what formerly was Bessie and Coco to me like they're the someone's gonna win from their original tribes but I'm like I just wish that he had waited maybe one more week before they go at each other pretty much the only other thing that stands out to me is yeah like Carl like we knew from the start Carla was playing very well I just continue to think like even just watching her kind of I think was it it was some maybe it was Sammy oh yeah she was like talking to Sammy like do you have a vote do you have a name yet like it just seems like she's good at trying to get information but not being too obvious and just kind of being in the know so I'm still watching her I'm still watching her even though Jesse is now starting to emerge and you know we haven't talked about Sammy enough this week so I'll just say He's still in it. He's still, see, I mean, he's on the right side of the, he was on the right side of the votes again, right? Like he's, he's getting the information as well. So, you know, I'm a team Sammy person now. I got to throw him in there. (laughs) Stacey, Sammy's coming. Do you not see what is underneath tribal council? Oh no. He will will get his time. (laughs) He will get his time. I also, here's the thing. Him and Cassidy, I actually both really like. They were not in this episode. And I was like, excuse me? Yeah. I know Cassie has been less of a player, but Sammy has gotten airtime every episode. And it was like, he didn't exist. I was like, 
I was like, they know we're on to them about him not being 19. They're like, got to keep him off the screen for a week. People are getting feisty out here in the comments. I just can't wait. And this is so irrelevant, but I can't wait for the day that he does reveal to them that he's 19 and they all pretend to care. Like it was some big ruse (laughs) because you know, it's going to come, you know, it's going to happen where he's like, and by the way, I'm only 19 and they're going to be like, what? What if he doesn't like, what if he's in the final three and he does it in his like speech? As if it's like, like, I can't give you a a million dollars on principle. I can't give you a million dollars. But also like he tries to make it like a resume line of being like, and by the way, I was lying the whole time by three years. Like it's some big thing. Oh God. Anyway, I I literally can't. Yeah. Stacey, your point about Jesse being like, like wishing he'd waited one more week. I do agree. I think if Gabler hadn't won immunity, I think he would have gone. And so I think you're right. It kind of forced their hand to maybe turn their back on each other a little bit early. Jesse does have a whole confessional about this though. He's like, it's me and Cody. I don't know if this is the right call. And here's the the one thing that I'll bring up that I thought was a little bit weird. Noel was surprisingly calm about it. I feel like we're going to find out that they actually talked to Noel and said, like, we are going to vote this way because she, Janine was like, wait, what happened? Sweet, sweet baby Janine. And Noel turns to her and goes, don't worry, it's okay. Like in the tribal council. And I was like, shouldn't you be mad? Isn't he your number one ally? And then I watched the votes. I was like, did she vote him out too? Like, I'm confused. She's so calm. No, she voted for James. So I'm like, I need the backstory there because why are you not more stressed out? And why are you not more upset that your number one ally in the game is gone and that Vessi turned on you? Unless she thinks it's someone else. But I was just like, I'm confused. Like, there's only so many people left. It has to be some people from Bessie voted out Dwight. Like, I was just like, I don't understand. So I'm very intrigued to see how that plays out next week. Really quickly, let's go to tribal council. If this is the problem when I host, I just talk too goddamn much. Anyway, so the, honestly, tribal council was so boring. It was so boring. And then I was blindsided by the votes. I was actually blindsided at Janine. There's a lot of talk of advantages. There's a lot of saying on a scale of one to 10, how confident they are and everyone's confident except for Mr. Plant check himself Sammy and he's like I'll be the voice of reason and I was like in no universe is a 19 year old ever the voice of reason and then he actually has useful things to say and I was like nah I don't buy it I don't buy it Sammy is a plant check episode seven that was the only edit he had all episode and he actually was right He was like, I'm not comfortable. I don't understand what's going on. I'm very much like I'm a five on this scale. Like, I don't know what's going on. It wasn't that he didn't know what was going on. He was like, I'm just, I'm very nervous. Like realistically, I'm nervous that the conversations I've had or whatever are just not going to come to fruition and I'm going to be left out. And I was like, yep. And then the only people who get votes are three black men. And that's all I literally noticed the whole episode. I was like, are we fucking kidding like the whole of tribal council once he starts reading the votes I'm like I had noticed that it was Dwight and James and I was like that's a little suspect and then the only votes were for the black men of the tribe I was just like really really I basically was just like we sent five women home in six episodes and now the only people we're trying to vote out are black men for what for why the fuck I'm just gonna do a mini fancy book and Liesl basically said the same thing shout out to our girl Liesl but she was like seeing three black men be the only ones to get votes when you've got incompetent white men in this game calling the shots that's not it and we have many other fans of spoken as well, but I just felt like that one appropriately described tribal council. But yeah, anyone else want to talk about tribal council? Did you have feelings or were you like me and just be like, okay, we did it. I mean, so the thing Sammy said that I think was very smart 
was, he was like, at the end of the day, it's not about playing with your head or your heart. It's just playing with your gut. And you're just like doing the best you can based on the gut feeling. I do think he understands the game. I don't know if, I feel like he says something like that. And I'm not sure if they are picking up on it, that he's like pretty, like he knows what he's talking about a bit. Like, I'm not sure if they realize that, which is good, probably. Like, it's good if they don't think he's calling the shots. But that stood out to me. And Janine had talked about playing with your gut a bit um, last week too. But that's, I mean, to what Anna, what you said last week in the text you sent us, it's just so repetitive. Like, it's just so like, how confident are you? Are you playing with your head or your heart? Um, how do you build trust? I just, I don't know. Like, I feel, I almost want to go back through all the seasons and watch some of these tribals just to compare. Is this always what they've talked about? And we're just tired? <laughs> or like, what did they used to talk about? Because it used to be exciting. <laughs> I feel like Jeff used to ask more specific questions or like they would share more specifics. I feel like they get so caught up in not wanting to give anything away and it breeds a really, really boring conversation, like veiled in analogies. And Jeff's always asking for analogies. Like when you ask for it, it's not natural. When it comes up and someone's like, okay, here's a good way to explain this without like getting too much into the details and giving too much away. But when Jeff is straight up like, hey, Give me an analogy. It's weird. But the one thing I want to bring up, actually two things, Janine being so confused, is it not because she gave Dwight her idol and then he's eliminated with her idol? Because that's what I thought. Because she looks shocked and like, is he going to give it back to me? Like, what's happening? Do I get it back? Because she gave it to him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for in the advantage shuffle. Wait, yeah. did that send you? Maybe because Aggie hadn't watched yet. I didn't send you the article with the official rules about that. No. Stacey, <laughs> okay. holding out on us. Okay, what are the official just, rules? Okay, because, yeah. So I was talking to Mackenzie and Danielle, who also watch live. These are two of my friends. And I was like, wait. Is the like because you okay? Janine is putting her hand behind her multiple times if you watch, and someone made a meme of it or something. So I was like, maybe she got it. And you hear Dwight says like, "I got you, I got you" or something. So I kind of thought he did give it to her. But according to Dalton Ross, when he interviewed um, Jeff, I don't know if it was like after this episode or it's just good timing. I don't know. But also, I think Jeff just makes up the rules as he goes. True. But he said. That one, like when he asks, does anyone have any advantages or immunity idols they want to play? That is also the last time you can like return someone's thing to them. So like once the names are read, like he couldn't have snuck it back to Janine. I mean, he could have, but it would have been unusable. And I'm like, okay, we've watched 40 plus seasons and never knew that. I'm pretty sure they just made this up. (laughs) But also I think according to the you know, the survivor world right now, I don't think he even tried to give it back. Like, I think he just did walk out with it. So I think and yeah. at this time, Janine probably doesn't know that rule. And is like, what the heck? He just left with my idol. <laughs> so. Yikes. I, I'm, I'm sure we'll either see it like at the start of next episode, or I could see a scenario where like James tries to use the knowledge is power to take it from Janine. And then we get a flashback of Janine being like, and Dwight went home with my idol. Something stupid. Speaking of Dwight, I have one more point because Dwight got eliminated, but he's not on the jury. And I found myself thinking like, not that I know we've talked a little bit about like, why the heck was Ryan the other person who was maybe going to go home? But to me, I was like, oh man, I wish that Ryan was the one who wasn't going to be on the jury because I feel like Ryan's so overconfident and he's going to end up being a jury member who like 
thinks he's one-upping people and knows what's going on but really doesn't whereas Dwight would have been like a better more aware jury member so it's just a thought that I had where I was like oh man we're gonna miss out on Dwight on the jury and instead we're gonna get Ryan who's just gonna be like playing his own game in his mind you're not wrong Anna you're not wrong but like he's gonna look great on the jury though um that is such a good point that I hadn't thought of. Oh, silver lining. He is going to look good. In no scenario is Ryan going to be in the final three, though. <laughs> in no scenario will he make it to the final three, but he will be on the jury, and that will be nice for aesthetic purposes, not necessarily for game purposes. Anyway, let's do Castaway of the Week. Anna, who was your Castaway of the Week? I think I got to go Jesse this week. Like, we've talked a lot about him and how he's, like, far and away one of the smarter people right now and that whole negotiation with Cody splitting between his conversation with Cody his conversation with Carla and his confessionals like he's just so thoughtful and like when you juxtapose his thought process with the rest of the bumbling cast we have save for a couple people it's just like how do you not pick him this week I think he's my winner pick right now Unfortunately, it was Carla and now it's Jesse. I'm up next. I also have to give it to Jesse. The comment about agency, I was like, my man's gets it. I agree. And if I'm picking a man to win, it's Jesse. If I'm picking a woman to win, it's Carla. Based on skill, but also on desire. Do you know what I mean? Like, I also want them to win. Like, if Jesse won, I wouldn't be upset. I wouldn't be upset at all. I think he would deserve it. I think he gets this game. I think he's really smart about who he aligns with. I do think even though Stacy did bring up a good point. It's like, you could have, yeah, we could have gone one more week, my guy. You, you, you could have gone one more week and it would have been okay. I think he gets it. And I, that's all I have to say on him. My man, you have a really interesting story that makes people cry. And also you get it. Stacy, who's your castaway of the week? I think I'm going to go with James because I do feel like he was kind of like, he was a big target. And then also had an, like they knew he had an advantage and he didn't, ha- he hasn't had to use it yet. And he survived. And he like, he just, I know you've pointed this out before, Aggie, like he stays quite calm. Like he just seems like no matter what, I think it's the chess playing thing, but like he just, like you can tell he's scared because he's pulling his buff over his head. But I just feel like he's like, look, I've done what I can do. Like, I, you know, I just, I have to just buckle up and pray for the best basically but he's still surviving I mean he now has an advantage yes he did tell pretty much everyone about it but I think if it's going to be used correctly ever it's going to be by James I think he's going to use it correctly which would be nice to see so I'm going to put him because like he's clearly like people know he's a threat but he's survived he is surviving so I agree shout out to all the fans shout out to all the friends of the pod we had a lot of fans have spoken this week because I think it was a divisive episode. But since we were just talking about James, I'm going to skip to one of our fans who've spoken first. Um, this one is from at Iconics Rachel. I think this is a new follower. So hi, friend. Thanks for joining. And she just said that James should have gone for telling half the tribe about knowledge is power. Um, I don't know if you meant shouldn't or should because he doesn't tell everyone, but everyone does seem to know, which I think is something that Stacey, you brought up. I agree. I think we're all very intrigued to see where that goes. I kind of, I am hopeful he's the only, he will be the person to use it right. Yeah. I think, I think this person meant should, but see, I don't think so because at least he didn't use it incorrectly. Okay. I guess what she, what this person might be thinking is like, I mean, Gio told his and then got used against him. So it's like, it's a risk. But that's what's impressive about him is like he did maybe not the smartest move 
and is still there and still has it. Janine yeah. lost her idol out of that. Like he kind of helped flush an idol. <laughs> so. Oh my God. Yeah. I guess technically that's what he did. Our boy, our boy, James. And any thoughts on James that we didn't already say, or we want to jump to some of these other ones? Not really. I'm just, like you said, I'm interested to see if he's maybe the first person who can use it correctly, knowing his relationship with Carla and that she knows the rules of who has an idol. Potentially that could help him out. He might barter it and give it to someone else so that they don't see him coming. I don't know. I just, I feel like he's smart enough to make this work in the same way that I feel like there was some reasoning behind his telling people, but I guess we'll see. Let's jump to, I thought it was very funny. We had two friends in the fans of Spoken tell us. So at reality X Butterbean said, loved it, honestly. And then at Emma Camaras was like, it's the worst episode of the season. Truly no idea why Dwight was voted out. So this is what I mean. Thank you guys so much for engaging. Thank you so much for watching and like bringing us your thoughts. I think realistically, both of these things can be true at the same time. I think that's what we're seeing with this season is there is no clear edit. So it's just kind of like, you could love it. You could hate it. There's just, there's no rhyme or reason as to what's going on. And then I'm going to say one more and then I'm going to just sprinkle in one at the end. At underscore Jordan Shockley underscore. I didn't want to see Dwight go, nor did I think it was his time to go. Also, we spent so much time at the challenge. Thus the gameplay and conversations around who to send home felt very rushed. I'm left with even with many questions and even more concerns. And I think Jordan, did you talk to us before we were recorded? Because wow, I feel like you just nailed exactly what we talked about. Like, what is going on with this show I think Emma as well like you saying that you have no idea why Dwight was voted out speaks very much to what Jordan is saying like we don't know either fully we can kind of understand it from Jesse's one specific sentence but how did you convince everybody else that that was the right move who did you talk to like it just feels a little bit like what's going on I don't know it's been a weird it's been a weird day wait can I add to that person's um token? Because I think Survivor Fact Checker was trying to figure out, like, is this the longest we've spent on a challenge? Like, the most amount of minutes? And what they have right now on their story is that, so 22 minutes, 9 seconds was spent on the episode where Caleb, the cowboy guy, (laughs) was medevaced, like, in Kaurong. That was 22 minutes. This episode from this week, uh, episode seven was 18 minutes, 57 seconds of a ch- of the challenge. And then, and it's a 45 minute episode. And then the third one was the hike in Guatemala, which was 85 or 18 minutes, 55 seconds. So like, this is a lot for like the hike in Guatemala. It makes sense that it took a huge amount of time. That was also the first episode, I think. Yeah, we had basically 19 minutes of the Gabler thing. That's why we are confused about everything else. <laughs> That is such a shocking comparison because those two other ones, like, of course, like, I want to see them. They were fascinating challenges that, like, had really cataclysmic effects on the players. This does not compare. Nope. Not even close. Oh, yikes. Yikes. Last fans have spoken at C. Zoe Ramble said it was kind of gross how they celebrated Noel, but not Janine. And I think we kind of addressed this earlier. That was just a weird sort of circumstance and the way Jeff presented it was also kind of weird. We agree with you, Zoe. It was not, it was not it. And speaking of Jeff being weird, let's vibe check him, shall we? I'm going to go first. Mine is going to be a subtler one because we've already like low-key vibe checked him two or three times already in this episode. But I do want to talk about this one thing and it's kind of a, it's semantics, but I would like to just say it. Dwight gets out of the thing and I don't know why it hit me in this moment, but Jeff goes, no shot at immunity. And I go, except he literally did have a shot at immunity. He just lost. 
but he literally did have it. There are eight other players who had no shot at immunity because they were already out, but he, he literally did have a shot at immunity. He just lost Jeff. And I'm like, now I'm thinking back and I'm like, you definitely say this every episode and it's wrong. It's technically wrong. They did have a shot at immunity. They just lost. So I don't know. I don't know how to tell him, but Jeff, that sentence is wrong. Please stop saying it. Thank you. He's literally one of the only four who had a shot at immunity and he, he just lost. Anyway, so that's my weird nitpicky semantics for Jeff today. Stacey, you're up next. That was such a specific one. It really annoyed so, me. I don't know why. It was 11.45 p.m. And I was like, I'm angry about this. Well, mine is definitely at Tribal Council when he asked Cody for a surfing analogy. <laughs> Which first off, like Anna was saying, it's just like, I feel like Cody was honestly caught off guard. I was like, you're deciding if you want to go surf yet. Like, I don't know. I don't like just have these written. But the actual vibe check is after he gives his analogy and Jeff's like, so it's kind of like, you know, there's a shark in the water. <laughs> and Cody's like, sure. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> that's exactly what I meant. Jeff just wants the drama. He's like, it's like Jaws. It's like, I don't think any of them feel that way. Stop trying to create something <laughs> that's not there. That is my vibe check. Stacey, mine was the same when he's like, so it's a little bit like Jaws. You know, there's a shark somewhere. And then he goes, bomb, bomb. <laughs> and you're like, is that supposed to be the Jaws music, Jeff? Because that's not the sound I would like. Is, did you do it a little bit wrong because of copyright? Like you didn't go like, dun, dun, like you went, bomb, bomb. <laughs> like, it's, it was literally as if someone had to go in and change it for copyright purposes. But like you already said Jaws, like you specified the movie with the, like one of the most iconic film scores of all time. And then you sang the wrong notes. Was it on purpose? Do you just, are you tone deaf? I had so many questions and I was so afraid. So that's also my vibe check. And then again, just doubling down on what I said before of mid challenge being like, Noelle's taking her leg off. Amazing. <laughs> it was just, it was the way he said amazing that made it so icky. And like, I get what you were going for and you're not like you, you're not wrong in your intent, but your delivery was so wrong also wait was this the episode i'm sure i texted you if it was anna where like there's a commercial where it just starts with him staring in silence <laughs> there was <laughs> a jump scare <laughs> and then he's like i'm just thinking that you should apply for survivor or something like what literally the like <laughs> the, the wide-eyed pause and then him being like you know what i'm thinking yeah. like <laughs> to be clear i can't watch live for that reason alone i can't <laughs> that's watch why live. you should Honestly, can I just I think we need to start a loser count the number of times Jeff aggressively says losers. Yes, I'm in in this episode when it's time for the four people to do immunity. He goes, all right, losers, take your spot on the sit out bench. And I go, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> can I tell you what it reminds me of? Which is so funny because I just I saw this video that was on the SpongeBob Instagram the other day where they were sharing like the, what this like independent creator had made. And it was like a little hexagonal mirror where she had drawn on Squidward but it's the scene from an episode of Spongebob where Squidward is like trying to wipe away the graffiti that someone has drawn of his head and it just says loser in all caps and Literally like that. every time Jeff says loser I think of Squidward loser Lo like, I loser I literally <laughs> all right losers <laughs> it's just it's I know <laughs> I, I can't stop laughing I know that technically they are the losers of the challenge. Like they lost the challenge. Casual with it though. Like, all right, losers. 
again with it's the bullying again with the semantics like technically they are losers but it's the way that it's an insult as well as accurate that <laughs> i it's just too much and one more because <laughs> there were just a lot okay jeff being like it was kind of just back to the challenge where he's like just the fact that y'all still have empathy and you're helping them get out on day 14. First of all, when he says the days now, it doesn't have the impact he thinks it does because 14 days, I mean, obviously if I were out there, like I'd be starving in 14 days, but like, it used to be like day 35. And then it's like, okay, when you say day 14, oh, you're helping someone out of the net. I can't, I'm shocked. Like it's not the same. And it bothers me that he's trying to make this dramatic effect on week two. (laughs) Yeah. Make the game 39 days again. That's my petition. I'm over it. All right. We're going to do rapid fire. We're going to do actual rapid fire because I tried to make them short and sweet, but we had a lot of debate about dividing into pairs. What would you have done instead of the nonsense that was badly explained? Anna. Oh gosh. I don't know what I would have done on the, like, if I were a player, because I understand their reasoning of like, we don't want to get into the drama of picking someone. But if I were a producer, I would have said, you're not allowed to do it by chance. Like you have to make a decision. But I also would have done something crazy. Like each team has to be like a man and a woman. And then something weird would happen to all the leftover men because we got to, all the that was also uneven. Like, yeah, it was. I'm sorry, Owen and Gabler as a team, like, of course, they're going to be like Carla and, Cassidy. Carla and Cassidy. Like, I'm sorry, but it wasn't even. And I feel like by trying to make it quote unquote fair, they made it less fair. So I would have just I would have said you're not allowed to do something by chance. And also here's some rules, like some criteria. And then something weird would have happened to those leftover men. I don't know what. Fight to the death. Fight um, to death. Stacey. <laughs> Stacey, how would you have broken up the teams? Into pairs, I should say. I feel like I would have just said, like, I don't know. Like, I liked, I would like to think I would have just asked someone to be my partner. But I just, I guess that's a risk. I guess then you're, like, looked down upon. But I just, and it would have been probably Ryan. Because I would have wanted someone who's athletic. So I would have just been, like, I call Ryan (laughs) and seen what happened. Stacey would have used dibs to her advantage. (laughs) Noses. I would have picked the hottest one so it could be our story for like how we got married. But second, I would have just played a RuPaul and been like, whoever's standing next to you, that's your partner. <laughs> like RuPaul loves to just go down the line and be like, you're already in partners. And it's like, these two people hate each other. This is just how they were standing. And that's what RuPaul's like, no, you're a team now. So I think that's what we should have just done. It's like turn and talks at school. Who's sitting next to you? Turn and talk to that partner. So that's what I would have done. I'm just been like, okay, done. We did it. Um, but I, I do think, Anna, we should have done boy-girl teams and then the red, the rest of the men were automatically out because there's too many of you. <laughs> you just can't participate. The losers. <laughs> to be clear, you were the losers because you already voted off five women. So we just have to even the playing field here. Would you have gone for the advantage or waited like James did not wait? Stacey. I would have waited because I, I'm honestly kind of shocked it wasn't, I mean, I guess it didn't say on it, like beware, but I almost feel like that would have been a place for a beware advantage to come in and right before the vote I think you should wait so I would have waited out of fear that it was something where I could lose my vote basically ah she's a thinker now that you say that Stacey I think I probably would have waited too Anna um I actually think I would have gone for it but again out of fear but this time the fear would be that someone someone would have seen the bottle in the well and if I didn't go for it then like it could get out that I did anyway. So I think it's one of those instances where like, if it's going to be paranoia of like, does he have something or does he not? I'd rather have something. 
if people are going to think that I do anyway. Love it. You're dedicating the first minute of the immunity challenge too. <laughs> and I do mean like Gabler did. It can be a funny answer if you want, because again, we're not sure if this is funny or serious. One reverse order, Anna. I think in that moment, I got to dedicate it to Jeffy P. Gotta be like this, right? This for you, Jeff, and all you do. And then is it earnest? Is it funny? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe both. But yeah, I think if I'm if I'm there, it's going to Jeff. Oh, I like that. Dedicating it to Jeff. I'm trying to think. I just I feel like so they were all so random. The things that they all dedicated it to in the first ten, like the first minute. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It's like I I would have been like at a loss for words. I'd be like. Jeff, I don't know. Can I dedicate it to myself for coming on the show and still being there? <laughs> like, I'm just really proud of myself. It's been 10 minutes. I'm up here with three men. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm still in it. Yeah, I'm dedicating it to myself. Stacy, who you got? Yeah, I just feel like I would never say I was dedicating it to someone. But if I had to, it would either be Sydney to stick with the dog, you know, or maybe I would be like, this is going to be for all my favorite survivors who haven't won all the wronged survivors. I'd be like, this is for Suri. This is for Lauren Lauren and Ashley Beck. (laughs) Yeah. Like this is for Kelly Wentworth. I would just go through like a list. Honestly, let's just name women who should have won the game. That's actually, I changed my answer. We're only dedicating it to women who should have won. Would you refer to Sydney as your furry faced daughter? That, I, I wouldn't go that far. Okay. <laughs> that's where that's I'm trying to I'm sorry, is that an inside <laughs> joke? Did someone say that? No, that's what Gabler said. He was like, this is, this next one is for my furry faced son, meaning his dog. And doesn't he have actual children? Yeah, I think so. He has a daughter. Oh Honestly, I think I stopped listening to him because I hated it so much. My furry faced son. Yuck. Oh, okay. Last question. Short and sweet. Pick one of three. Who had the funniest fall during the Muni Challenge? Carla, Gabler, or Ryan? All of them fell at least once. Who was funniest? While we had the emotion of Noel, then people just fucked up and fell and it was fun. So who had the funniest fall? Carla fell off the blocks and just like threw them, which honestly made me out loud cackle. Ryan was like yelling at James and then fell. And then Gabler barrel rolled out of the ramp slide. I don't know. I thought it was Carla. I love her so much. I think it was because I love her that when she just, it literally was like a, it felt like a movie, almost like when Michelle fell off the ramp, off the thing. She just like, and I was like, me, relatable queen. Stacey, who was funny to the fall? I wish I could remember the Ryan one because the thought of him yelling at someone and then falling sounds very funny. But I'm going with Gabler because it it just felt chaotic. And that's what I get from him. It's just chaos. And then Sammy goes, the barrel roll. Anna, I'm going to go rogue. I'm not picking any of them, but I am going to pick after they got out of the mud and they had to like climb up a thing and then go down a slide, just leaving an absolute shit stain behind them. I texted my brother being like, not the shit stain ramp because all of them just like <laughs> yeah. slid on their asses it was down. Owens. Just Owens was so stain. bad. Owens was so bad. It was bad. Was like, Yikes. Um, it was gross. Now, now that I say this, it might've been James that fell and Ryan was yelling at him. No, because James made it across first. It was Ryan who fell. It was Ryan who fell. I was right the first time. Anyway, that's it for Escaping Reality Survivor Season 43, Episode 7. Aggie, <laughs> you didn't say who, um, who was the title like named Oh, after. let me throw it in right now. It was Owen. It's our first repeat. Owen. It's a man, obviously. It's a man. Of let course. me let me just double check. I think he's our first repeat. Oh no, Cody was twice too. <laughs> Why are we like this? Why are we like this? Love you, mean it, and uh 
We'll catch you next time. Bye. Later, losers. Later, losers. <laughs> Thank you.